Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Wow, welcome, welcome. This is Gemma, and I'm thrilled, so happy to be here with you today. So today, we are gonna delve into this idea <laughs> of the a complexity of functioning a high-functioning human, okay? Now, it's funny because I don't know if those words were right, um, and complexity is just, for lack of a better word, because I'm developed or, I don't know, I don't know, but we're going to explore it. We've got 15 minutes to explore it. So what I realized is that when I'm happiness, when <laughs> happiness, when I'm happiest, I find I'm building something, like I'm, I'm creating but it's not just creating something simple. It's creating something that is deep. And the deepness of the creation is what gives complexity to my life. It gives complexity to being and to doing. And it, it completely engages my being in such a way that there is no boredom. Now, when I'm bored, I eat. When I'm bored, I sleep. When I am bored, I, um, I, I just go out of my way to distract myself from my being present. And I love being present, but I'm present without something to do. It's so funny because I was, I was coaching my friend saying, here, let's get this dog um, backpack for your dog so that your dog can focus on the walks and not be all like, you know, zipping and zapping and, and having to be corralled in and healed and all this stuff. But that's what I'm like too. I have to be corralled and healed in when I'm not given a task, when I'm not on a project because I'm just all over the place and I'm doing nothing, I'm useless. But when I have a project, I am like a fine running machine. It's like, I am so good at what I do. So, <laughs> so we have to have our passions engaged because that's where this true depth of project comes from is our passions. And we do that by loving ourselves unconditionally but also by engaging the co-creative process. So it has to, it's something bigger than us. The project is bigger than us. The, the activity, like I'm building a retreat healing center and this project is most definitely bigger than me. Like I shouldn't even be contemplating doing this on my own, but I'm doing it and I'm just doing it inch by inch. That's all I'm doing. You remember Ursula used to say inch by inch, life's a cinch. And she was right. But it's more than that. It's not judging myself. It's not putting too much on me. It's enjoying the moment and being present and following the inspired action because God, source energy is creating with me. God is creating with me. And when God creates with me, there's these little suggestions like send this message to your friend about the dog vest. You know, uh, what about these chimneys? 
this doesn't, this, these chimneys don't belong here. You know, so we're demoing now chimneys out, which I would not have done before. I would have been like, let's just get the house done. You know, let's just get it done. But no, I'm like, you know what? Chimneys are next. They're going and we're going to get it done now while the house is, you know, not put together and there's not nice things around that are going to get all dusty. Uh, and I, it just, it's exciting to me. It's so exciting. And while demoing a chimney or two chimneys may seem simple, it's part of this weaving, this complexity of weaving to pull this house together by spring. It's so exciting to me. You have no idea. It is so, so exciting. Mm. Um, I'm just absolutely... I'm absolutely like ecstatic over my projects and going out to the island and working on it. And probably this trip, um, we're doing Christmas, but I'll probably be making a cheesecake, um, be making a beautiful home. Maybe we'll be making cookies, making good food, but I'm also going to be demoing chimneys and working with Bella and painting a second coat on this room. So all of that is going to be just so lovely. My last trip, I did two spontaneous trips to the dump with um, a bunch of um, yard stuff and and just demo material. Mm. And it was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And this trip, it'll be these two. I'm just going to start the chimneys. I probably won't finish them. <laughs> it is a lot of work, but I am so excited. And I think with Bella helping me, we could get them done fairly quickly. And I would love it. I would love it. And and I'm getting all these bricks. And I love bricks. I love working with them and using them and doing stuff with them. So I am like, I'm just so, so excited uh, to be doing this with Bella. So... Ah, the complexity of high potential human. So when you see someone who's high functioning, they're usually high functioning and doing a lot and doing it well. That's high functioning. It's, and people are enjoying them. It's, we can take on too much, but the idea of being in inspired action is that you will not be efforting. Like, I feel like it's more effort when I'm depressed to get out of bed and take a shower and feed myself than it takes effort to do 10 errands and jump in the attic and pack for a trip and get Bella to school and pick her up and do three classes is that's like no effort, no effort when I am in my flow, in my inspired action. And I was there yesterday and it was fantastic. And I just was, I felt so lovely and so many good things came out of it. And today I'm thinking the same thing is going to happen because I'm already there. I'm doing my podcast, the kids at school. Uh, It's just lovely, absolutely lovely. And Toulouse got to ride with us. So for me today, I can already see the things I'm going to be weaving together. You know, it's teaching my classes and giving out Christmas presents and getting in the attic to get supplies to go to the island to decorate for Christmas, Uh, a couple extra errands. It's just picking up Bella, you know, like it's just going to be this lovely weaving. I have to get gas again and I have to pack the car. (laughs) These are all these things. But I know each and every one of these things is like five minutes, 10 minutes, except for teaching, of course, but it's like a five minute here, a 10 minute there. 
And I'm so excited uh, to share with my students the supplies I bought at the art store yesterday. I can't wait for them to see the supplies. They're going to love it. So it's just this kind of, of delight, right? And this is why I tell you every day can feel like Christmas or Christmas Eve. Because when you have planted seeds to look forward to, it just becomes lovely. And when we are present is when we truly appreciate. And I know I've said that before so many times, but if all I was doing was aiming for the next thing and success at accomplishing the next thing on my list, I wouldn't feel happy. I might feel achievement, but I wouldn't feel happy. And I want happiness more than I want productivity, more than I want success, more than I want wealth, more than I want, um, career or any of these things. I just want happiness. And happiness is is so available to every one of us, regardless of our incomes, regardless of where we live, um, regardless of who our family is. Happiness is very achievable. And it comes from appreciating this now moment. And you might say, well, what do I have to be grateful for? Well, if your car runs, ta-da! If you slept last night, Ta-da. <laughs> if you're awake, ta-da. <laughs> there's so many things. Start small. Just start small and appreciate. I'm appreciating my daughter, even when she doesn't take out the compost, even when she doesn't do her chores, even when I don't know if she fed the fish or not. I am loving and appreciating my daughter. I'm appreciating you all. Uh, for listening and for being out there and giving someone to aim my messages at. And I am grateful for Ursula, who I live with, because she is like the most magical human. She does amazing things. And I love to hear her stories of her accomplishments and of her of her pleasures and her happiness. And, you know, because it's it's sometimes it's just about enjoying the sunset or your ducks in your backyard. It's just can be that simple. It can be enjoying watching, you know, a moth in a window or a spider, you know, spin a web. I was uh, working in the house on the island and it's been not lived in in many, many years. And I was um, moving my stuff and I was, you know, sweeping down the walls to paint them when I was there last. And this big fat spider <laughs> plopped on the floor. And I was like, whoa, uh, surprise. And I recognized the kind of spider it was. They're these kind that make these really amazing webs on the island. They, they shape them to go around trails and stuff so people can still walk through. Um, they're, they're Charlotte's web spiders. And I scooped her up and I took her out to the tree where there was lots of, um, what do you call that, uh, ivy, ivy on the tree growing and a lot of places to hide and winter over if she wanted to. But I didn't want her in the house anymore. <laughs> so she got moved out. Uh, but that was like really cool just seeing this fat spider. And um, I was laughing because when I brought her to the tree, she was really nervous, you know, like here was this huge animal like moving her around. And she was nervous. And she fell at one point and she landed on her back on the ground and she just kind of like laid there hoping, you know, no bird would eat her or I wouldn't eat her or whatever. And um, then she got up and flipped over and crawled up to the tree. And uh, 
it made me think of this comedian who talked about the fact that he hated spiders because they're always ready to pounce. They're always ready. He was like, they're always ready. And um, he was saying, you know, yeah, you know, cats, they'll lay down. You'll have their legs stretched out, but you'll never see a spider laying on its side with his legs all stretched out. And um, so here I was seeing a spider not on the ready, <laughs> laying on its back. And that's what it made me think of. But it's it's like, I would have missed that if I just threw it outside and walked in, you know, like... We are given the ability to be present and appreciate and notice things, notice details, use all of our senses. I was on the island um, last week, and when I went outside, I could smell a paper mill. Well, we're like 12 to 15 miles from any other land. There's no paper mill on the island. And yet I could smell a paper mill. I grew up at my grandmother's house smelling the paper mill. That She lived in a paper mill town, and I smelled it all the time. So all I could think of was with the, you know, the humidity, the dampness in the air, and the wind, it must have carried from somewhere far away. And it was really just so exciting. It was a shock every time I went outside to smell a paper mill. Normally I smelled the marsh or the island, but it was a paper mill. It wasn't a fire. So that was really cool. And take the time to notice. If you're not used to smelling things, start smelling things. Smell the gas when you get your car filled up. You know, notice the grass, notice the fresh cut lawns, notice the smell of the fires now that people are lighting fires. You know, I found, I found when I was on a motorcycle, um, the smells were shoved up my, my, my nostrils. The smells around me were just blasted up my nostrils. And when I lived in Richmond, there was this one street and I was always shocked at the loveliness. Oh, just wait. <coughs> mm, excuse me. I was always shocked at the loveliness of this one street that had this old bread factory, like a Wonder Bread factory on it. But it was in a city, and it was like a building you wouldn't have expected to see it in. And the smell of fresh baked homemade bread would blast at my nose. And it smelled like the best bread. It didn't smell like a, I don't know, it didn't smell like an industrial smell. It didn't smell like industrial food smell. It smelled like my grandma's homemade bread. It was amazing. So... We cut ourselves off from this with our cars and our houses and and over-scenting with artificial smells, which may not be as pleasurable to our bodies. So I, I would suggest today, especially if you would like to amp up your appreciation, to just start using those senses again, all of them. If you're touching things, touch them a little differently than you've touched them in the past. If... um. Like when I go to one of my friend's houses, I've made a habit of stopping before, like unless I can see this friend when I get there, that's one thing. But if I can't see them, then I just stand there and listen. And I listen. I use all of my senses to find this person without yelling first, you know? Our voices are not a sense. Our taste is. Our smell is, our sight is, our touch is, our hearing is. Use those senses. Let's start engaging them and expanding them rather than expanding our heads and our voices, you know, and um, let's, and our egos, you know, let's expand the senses and see what comes of that because it's just really about this presentness. So 
I'm sharing again about the presentness and about the senses and about loving yourself because ultimately these things have to be engaged for you to take on being a complex, high potential human. You have to be engaging these because these are our tools, you know, that we use to stay in the flow and in the relationship with God's source energy so that we can do that co-creating. And that co-creating is what gives us the satisfaction in these complex, like layers upon layers. Like even when I bake and cook, it wouldn't matter if I was just making cupcakes. I would take the time to make every element of that cupcake sing, like sing as a whole and as individual pieces. Now that's what I'm talking about, the complexity. In these projects that we take on, they have many separate aspects, but then they have the holistic aspect, the aspect of all the parts playing their part together. And the idea is that you have high, high, what high potentiality pieces, right? They're, they're pieces that are done and they sing on their own, but then when they come together, it creates something even bigger, even bigger. So that's, that's the aim. That's the aim with um, engaging the human. Now, what happens when we engage at this level? We're not bored anymore. We're not oversleeping. We're not overeating. Uh, we're 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 in we're in such a sync with our bodies that I don't know. I, it just gives me goosebumps. We're in such sync that we can do no harm. How about that? Everything is right. We attract magnificent, magnificent abundance. So I say go for it. Have some fun and go for it. Woof, we went over today. So let me get let me get you out of here with an outro. I love you. I'm sending you lots of love and hugs. Mwah! Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.